0: This week on the Bamfcast: The Adventures of a Movie Whose Principal's Interests Are Rape, Ultra Violence, and Tchaikovsky. One star, we're in.
1: All right, and welcome to the Bamfcast. Hey, hey, BAMFcast. BAMFcast. episode eighty-two. Oh man, holy cheese! Welcome to eighty-two. Welcome to eighty-two folks. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm the beach. And what we do each and every episode of the Vampcast is we enroll ourselves into the history of bad movies. We study up on them. We watch one. Then we come in here and we graduate to talking about one. And then we grade said shitty movie one to five jocks if it's a good bad movie, an enjoyable bad movie after robot jocks. Or it fails and it gets one to five bags in a negative sense as in douchebags after Twilight. So, in honor of our new theme of the '80s, we did 1982's class of 1984, <laughs> just to keep things fucked which, up.
2: Which we got a few suggestions. for.
1: Yeah, we we um
2: we had plenty more suggestions. We'll cover those in the second half.
1: Yeah, because um well, did we make the right choice? We don't know, but uh, we'll we'll talk about that because that's what we do.
2: Man, because cue the winged serpent sounds awesome. Yeah,
1: I know. Okay, well, even Kurt recommended it, but it was too late. It was too late. It was too late, Kurt. Yeah. We'd already watched the movie by the time. He like wrote that yesterday in some other time planet
2: zone something.
0: I don't know. Anyway, it took it took a long time for it to get cleared through uh, Uh, diplomatic security. (laughs) The
2: diplomatic pouch didn't arrive until after the (laughs) movie had ended.
0: Uh,
1: So plot summary, because that's what we do. Andrew Norris arrives at a rundown high school to teach music. The only problem is is that there's a group of drug dealing thuggish students, led by piano genius Peter Stegman, who are determined to continue doing business in the school and teach a lesson to anyone who thinks about getting in their way. That's it. That's pretty much it. Okay. Along the way, some you know wackiness ensues.
2: Some rapiness ensues. Some rapiness ensues. Mm,
1: fresh rape. Some
2: drugginess. Some rapiness. So some yes. Prostitutioniness.
1: The timely 1982 movie about the class of 1984, which has a in nice disclaimer so at the beginning. Future. Yeah. <laughs> the not too distant. It says these future. are
2: based on real stories.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, in, in fairness, I mean, it doesn't mean it has to. It's not necessarily taking place in 1984. Yeah, this kind
2: of works as on our uh, based on a true story. Sure. Sure. Weeks back.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: They claim this was based on kind of some true stories, but kind of not. Kind
1: of something it's, we skimmed over based in the newspaper. On
0: some school violence that may have happened. Yeah, at apparently, some point. a
2: teacher bringing a gun into class.
0: That is sure. a part. Yes, that is. According to the IMDb page, that is definitely. Um, yeah. Something that something based that happened. On? Yes. Okay.
1: Well, this movie, uh, directed by Mark L. Lester. Mark Le LeSter who is uh Better known for... best known for probably Commando and has yes, pretty much Commando. put that on his resume for many many a uh, uh, cheesy VHS and DVD cover the director of Commando.
2: Hell yes, Commando.
1: Uh he's also did like Firestarter a couple other you know slightly bigger movies that maybe you've heard of. He's now pretty much graduated to working with Coolio exclusively. Oh, really? He has, like, a couple movies. Uh, in fact, uh, I think someone brought up Pterodactyl when we were talking about Coolio movies. That's yeah. his. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe. And yeah, we said that's it should have
2: been named Pterodactyl.
1: Pterodactyl, yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so Mark Lester. He's the director. And uh, let's see. Who do we have uh, starring in it? Well, uh, Timothy Van Patten. Timothy Van Patten, uh, a Banffcast alum. Mm-hmm. Ben Castle and Timothy Van Patten.
2: Yeah, I knew he seemed familiar. I didn't realize that he was Joey from Zone Troopers. Yep.
1: Uh Perry King, I guess in the starring role as Andrew Norris. Mhm. Sure. Uh Roddy McDowell? Yeah. Yeah, damn dirty eight Roddy McDowell. Mhm. Uh at a very very young Michael J. Fox.
0: I swear he looks like he's like 12 in this movie. I think he might have been almost 12 in that movie, Jesus. Yeah.
1: So, and some other people.
0: And a bunch of other
2: random people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, people you don't that probably we know. don't
2: give a shit about.
1: Well, that's 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 the main people. So anyway. Yeah, pretty much like the summary says, he just shows up to take the teaching job of another teacher, and this is like worst case scenario high school in nineteen eighty two, I'm sure. Probably nowadays mm-hmm. it's kinda like, yeah. And what's the what's the problem here? <laughs> but yeah, it's nowadays no, it's like it's school. Bad it's well okay the the
2: they're doing open drug deals just that, okay, in the middle of the hall okay yes and the principal's like well it's it, apparently in this world that they exist in the only way to convict anyone of a crime is to have an eyewitness who will testify to it sure you know physical evidence doesn't matter no none of that stuff and it has like, to be
1: direct eyewitness you can't be like well there's something going on here and i walked in and they were these people yeah. here and like that doesn't count
2: yeah. You had to see
1: <laughs> the actual thing happen and your word over there is
2: unless you're a teacher and then you're guilty. Yes. Immediately.
0: Apparently in 1984 they forgot about fingerprints as well. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, so he he basically comes
1: into the school, meets Roddy McDowell. <laughs> meets Roddy McDowell on the first day and uh uh well, he, he walks up to his car and he's packing Rowdy his Roddy McDowell. He's he's uh, packing his uh briefcase and he's got a gun in it and Yeah, it has like a
2: teacher's of... handbook and Teacher's gun. handgun, yeah, right next and, to it, and that gets
1: them talking. Obviously, because he's, like, yeah. hey, hey. he's like, "Hey, he's I like your nice gun. Piece. I like how you roll.'" And uh, <laughs> so, tell me about this school. Why do you have a gun? And he's like, "Oh, you know, these rap scallion. Oh, hey, know, these rap scallion students.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> <know>, all hooliganism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're just a bunch of hooligans. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah. So he goes into class and." Of course, he walks into the music class, and the entire gang is there just mm-hmm. because... Well, well, and they
2: watch a kid just walk in with a knife. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they go through the metal detector, it goes off, the security guard sees it doesn't do anything, and then, of course, this teacher, establishing who he is, is like, oh, you gotta stop that kid, he's got a knife, and... Yeah. Immediately, Roddy McDowell's like, oh, which one was it?
1: <laughs> which knife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not a gun. Oh, it was a straight razor.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, razor.
1: they they love their straight razors
2: in this. But yeah... Conflict is established immediately as soon as he sets foot in the Mm classroom.
1: Yeah, because apparently uh, Timothy Van Patten's Peter Stegman is actually a student in the class, and all of his cronies just follow him around everywhere and don't go to their classes. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of cool. Sure, I guess.
2: The question is, why does he even go to class, really?
1: I don't know. To make connections
0: for drug deals? I guess. Also to see the new teacher so he could bitch him out?
2: Well, it seems like
1: he's pretty well established. Like, people come to... People... He has... He has well, jumping ahead of the movie, he has this office at this punk club downstairs It's like the grimy godfather's office, and kids line up down this hall to come talk to him. So he's
0: he's established. He doesn't need to be in school. He's gotta meet the new teacher uh-huh. so that he can establish his dominance over the new teacher. Why does and he be he like a shit? Bitch, you're gonna pass me so I can get my diploma. Because that shit's important for when I go to college. Yeah, well, the thing <laughs> when is, I go to drug <laughs> at one point college. the teacher's yes. like,
2: you don't even have to show up, I'll mark you as here, just yeah. get the He's, fuck out of here. Yeah,
0: what did he say? I'll mark you as incomplete, or I'll, I'll, I'll mark you as present, and you'll only get an incomplete for the year? Sure. Something like Something that. Something like that. As opposed to a fail. Yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, he,
1: he just immediately doesn't like these people and kicks them out of his class. And
2: Oh, he tries to establish
0: dominance. Sure, yeah, he which does. Which is what
2: you have to do if you're a teacher.
0: Yes. People get yeah, your if you're a teacher. First day in school, walk in there. You pick Show the any witness, biggest, they will kill you. <laughs> pick the biggest kid in school and kick his ass. <laughs> it's a lot like prison. <laughs> it
2: is like prison.
1: <laughs> uh, Nobody prison, will fuck with you. Prison rules teaching. Year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so conflict there, and I, I think my this is again this is a little bit uh, this is editorializing a little bit, but I mean it, it's funny because they talk about how rough and terrible this school is and that there's no good students. They're just, they're all just a bunch of monsters. And they talk about that. Oh, it's very important that, you know, we have a music teacher because they need a balanced education. Motherfucker. It's music class. There isn't no such fucking thing as music class anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. this doesn't exist. You can join band and it's completely after school. It's just funny because like this paints, this as like, this is the worst case scenario it will never get any worse than this. And it's like, it's already worse than this. Yeah. Now, you know, so
0: anyway.
2: Well, and it's also funny that, like, once those guys are out, everyone in the class is awesome. Man. Yeah,
0: all the rest of the kids in class are just perfect angels for the most part. And Michael They're J- just trying to survive, Michael man. J. Fox
1: has a t- tendency to say shit, which is inappropriately in in, in the class, but he's he, it's all mm-hmm. in good fun, and apparently that's that's the least of the problems here. When you man. got kids bringing knives I, into I, school... I know, I'm just saying, yeah, it's... But supp- supposedly he's like the, the really, really good student, you know. And
0: Something st- like that. Still he's like
3: Eh, that bitch doesn't put out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was a
0: pretty good kid and I said shit like that in class. Okay. I mean not out loud. Right. In your mind. Not directly to your teacher. Not to my teacher. No. Yeah. But anyway, so
1: yeah, so he tries to he tries to pull a Mr. Holland here and get the band together, I guess, and mm-hmm. Yeah, and this and guy That's
2: part of the only part of his life that goes right. Yeah, because basically... He's teaching the, those kids apparently how to play the, 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 Tchaikovsky. Yeah,
1: the 1812 Overture. And uh, apparently, as part of his side duties, because, you know, government cutbacks and everything, that he also has to patrol the halls and, and some of the uh, lavatories as well. So um, that's when he catches Stegman in the act of selling drugs to this one kid. So one, Michael J. Fox and his buddy. Yeah, basically. Michael J. Fox doesn't want it. He's, his friends buying Coke, basically. And... He doesn't actually, like, catch him, catch him. You know, he's just, like, a second too late to actually see the mm-hmm. money being changed hands and the guy snorting it right there in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the kid, in typical 80s movie fashion, freaks the fuck out, climbs the flagpole outside, mm-hmm. and says the Pledge of Allegiance and falls to his death. Yeah.
0: Because... he Behaves
2: completely inconsistent for someone on that kind of drug. Sure. sure. Wait a
0: minute, sure. wait a minute. Didn't they say it was angel dust? Which is PCP, right? I... Th- he was snorted like four you know, handfuls yeah. or something, but yeah. it was uh, yeah. It, I could swear they said it was angel. They bust. pretty
1: much only established Coke as the drug of choice in this universe. I mean, in the eighties, yeah, 80s? yeah. <laughs> in oh, yeah. general. Well, I just mean, I mean, that's either it that or comes, crack. It comes up a couple times. If this had and,
2: come out five years later, they would have just been sure, selling sure. crack.
1: Yeah. So now, you know, now the teacher's on a definite mission. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it was I need to get these punks out of here to, Holy crap! They killed a kid and. I am now going to throw my life away to catch them.
2: Yeah, well so. he's already like that. It's just funny because you know, whenever he goes to the principal or the cops or anything, they're like, no, we have to have evidence. You mm-hmm. do understand how this works, right? Well, the first and,
1: time the guy brings up a very good point. He's like, you didn't see anything. Y- yeah. You can't it's you can't. Just, just because suspect. there's a bag in there.
2: Yeah. And and he actually let the guy who was using who technically was in possession of the drugs, he let him go. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what I mean. But it's it's just Which funny. Kind of it's like,
2: establishes everything. Like this guy brings everything on himself.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just the first, the very first time he goes to the principal. You know, after the bathroom scene, and it's he's just like, no, they're acting weird. It, it's totally them. It's like, dude, haven't you ever played Clue? This is not how you win. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. So
2: it's not go fish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they they that's pretty much the entire movie is he's trying to catch them, gets Stegman pissed off at him.
2: Yeah, well, they come to his house. They mm-hmm. they blow up his car.
1: Yes, they, they, like, Molotov cocktail his car. Yeah,
2: he sees them, but they say, oh, because there's 40 kids who will all be willing to give him an alibi, you can't do anything. They won't even
1: try. Yeah. yeah. Well, if the first thing they do to fuck with him is they, they never explain that at all, but, like, they ride up in the car. So he knows what car they drive, because they ride up mm-hmm. in this big convertible, you know, red, whatever, hoopty machine. And uh, spray him in the face with like he says it's like stage blood or something.
2: Yeah, but we just figured it's
1: real blood. <laughs> yeah, you
2: just got AIDS blood yeah. all over you or something, <laughs> dude. Why Yeah, because that's the kind of evil yeah. these these yeah. kids are running on.
1: Right. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, it's just weird. I just want
2: to jump back to the scene okay. at the club where he's running his little. Right. Right. His little business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because they throw like every vice you could possibly have. Just about. into like a two-minute scene. Yeah. Because the kids are lined up outside, the one kid wants to join his gang. He's like, "How old are you? 14? Well, this is this he's is like, after, we'll get back to you. Well,
1: this is after ultra the bit of ultraviolence. They go and fight the other oh, rival right. gangs. Uh, you know, the other Basically drug dealer the black gang. gang. Yeah, yeah. Who's also like the drug dealers.
2: Where and, he, he says a bunch of racist stuff towards the one. Sure, kid. Sure, of course. He catches selling drugs, which mm-hmm. he's mad because it's he's his, the main his drug turf. Dealer. I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: So so they have a big fight. Police break it up, and then they're they're high on that, so they pretty much go uh straight do they go straight to the punk club i think so yeah so they go yep. they go thrash dance at the punk club for a little while like you know for 1982 some serious fucking thrash dancing you know i mean
2: yeah but i think it's accurate yeah it
1: is and um that's probably one of the few accurate points in the movie yeah and then they go downstairs i guess or back room or whatever and yeah and basically everyone's
2: just waiting to get a job with him apparently. sure
1: buy drugs or get a job i guess yeah. and um, either
2: become a thug for him or become a prostitute for him yeah, or as he describes her, a coke whore. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I would like to be a coke whore. That sounds great.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm in for that. So yeah, uh, then they have her strip, and I guess take her off in the back room to have their way with her. Sure. Yeah. All the while, let's see. Uh, All the while they're well. First, first they've 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 told the 14 year old kid that uh, you know he can probably work for him, but they'll get back with him later mm-hmm. after he takes an initiation. She buys coke, snorts some. Uh, the other kid. Is sh- uh, shooting up heroin. I guess
2: uh-huh. he's got the arm wrapped. Yeah, up. and then and they, they have out. her
1: strip. They go off to more or less rape her. I guess. By yeah. the way, we we get total nudity on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Full frontal. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh yeah. Oh, and and the uh, the girl that follows them around, the one girl of the group, mm-hmm. is like wants to watch. Yeah. He's, well, first, he's more
2: excited about her getting naked than anyone else. Yeah, well, she's the, the one the
1: suggested it, and is yeah. like kind of disappointed when he points at one of the other one and says why don't you take her off someplace and she just has this very sad look on her face and then jumps up and says i'm at least watching
0: and so yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it's like and scene
2: yeah it's like the only thing they don't do in that scene is kill somebody pretty much, pretty much. but
1: they probably did that in the scene before you know yeah. the, i mean because you know, they were they were using
2: beating you, people aside, upside the head with lead pipes yeah
1: and chains and there was knives but they Nobody never ever got yeah, stabbed really not, not really not like that no not in the fights Man. but uh yeah so that all that happens Yeah, and then you spend like the entire second act of the movie. The rest of the
2: movie is basically Stegman fucking with, with uh, the teacher.
1: Yeah, and him bringing it a few times, and then getting. Oh, Stegman goes Fight Club on him at one point. Yeah, he He, beats uh, himself up. Yeah, he beats himself up in the in the bathroom, and then gets blood all over uh, Andy's hands, and
2: of course the uh, the the principal is like, "Oh my God, you can't be beating up students," and (laughs) we will not hear a word. Andy. Nobody
1: has to to see this. Yeah.
2: (laughs) apparently the security guard walks in after he's just standing there and yeah yeah and the funny thing is, i mean it's basically like the more he messes with this kid the more the kid fucks up his life Mm -hmm. but he keeps like like he goes to the kid's house to try and the mom's like "No, my kid's a perfect angel and yeah
1: it's it's the cartman mrs cartman scenario where he's like mommy tell that guy to leave yeah he actually says this and then he
2: threatens him of course he's like he gets on the intercom. He's, he's like, if your kid, you kid ever... ever well, well, no, but it, like, in front of the mom, he's like, if your kid ever gets near me, I'm going to kick the shit out of him. You know? yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, good thing to say, asshole. We're yeah. pressing charges against you already. Right.
1: Well, I just like how he gets on the intercom after he leaves. And yeah. he's
0: like, you motherfucker, if you ever come around here again, I
1: swear to God. And so he the just, mom doesn't hear that. Well, he, I like that he, he says it just in time that the guy holds, you know, Andy holds the door open, goes back to the parking garage, hot wires the kid's car, and fucks
0: it up. <laughs> Basically just drives it back and forth into the walls of the parking garage. Uh-huh, until it's stopped. Mm-hmm. And then
1: my, my favorite, yep. the piece de resistance, is after this, he's got the window down,
0: he just goes, click, and locks it back. Yeah. <laughs> Locks the door, yeah. That looks like nice. halfway
2: embedded in the wall. Yeah.
0: That's nice. a 69 Plymouth Fury, by the way. Okay. Just yeah. in case you are wondering. But that is the pretty point. Pretty sweet car. That was the point the where Fury. I was
2: finally like, okay, we're getting somewhere here, movie. Mm-hmm. Because it was... <sighs> There was not much to like up until that point.
1: No, it's a it's a little slow. Because,
2: and Andy's just such a friggin' lame pushover, really. Yeah, like he just can't seem to do anything right, and it 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 grates on you after a while. It, he just can't.
0: He he can't can't pull the trigger. You know, he wants to beat the kid up, but he can't do it. Mm-hmm. He wants to just tear these people in half, but he just can't pull the trigger up until.
2: Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like they could set you up for a real good death wish type thing where it's like, okay, he's just going to go fucking animal on these guys in the second half. Sure. But he's so ineffective at everything that he does that it's almost like, and I was basically just like, no, you deserve everything that's happened to you at this point. Yeah. Cause you suck. Yeah. Andy, you're terrible. So
1: basically in a nutshell, just to skip pretty much, I mean, unless you have any specific points, I mean, just skip pretty much the entire second act and get to the, the like you know the revenge the good stuff the the juice of this movie the
2: only the only other thing that matters is he's basically in his only one of his few smart moments he's like telling his wife go to your mother's yeah stay there they know where we live
1: oh his wife who's apparently like three
2: months pregnant give or take
0: like a week and a half pregnant
1: well i think she's i thought she said like seventy days days. yeah and then you know and then you gotta have enough time to train the kids or whatever never shows any sign of pregnancy
2: whatsoever yeah
1: she's skinny as a freaking rail
2: yeah. But anyway, he tells her go and and of course she does the whole no, this is my home. I'm not leaving if you unless you are leaving, you know, and- Yeah.
1: If you stay, I stay. Yeah. He she it stays. Mhm. Yeah. So yeah, then of Oops. course Yeah. Oh, well uh basically one of the last one of the last draws before the last last draw mm-hmm. is that uh, oh, the teacher, yeah. Well, there, there's two. Well, two two kind of things is uh, Michael J. Fox knows that they sold the drugs to the kid that fell off the flagpole, mm-hmm. and they threaten him a few times. Say, "You better not talk," and he's like, "I'm not talking." Yeah, I, he's, he's like, "I
2: am doing what you want me to." I, do. Yeah, and they're, and they're still they like, just keep threatening him. Yeah,
1: and so eventually, uh, another situation happens where uh, Andy is talking to the to the police. Uh, I don't know, sheriff, whatever, detective, whatever he is. And achievably, and Michael J. Fox is just there, and he's like, "Oh hey, here's my one of my star students or whatever mm-hmm. and the and the gang sees this and assumes that he's spilling he's, the beans yeah. to the cop, so then they orchestrate the kid from the Godfather scene. Mm-hmm. They start a fight in the cafeteria, and that kid walks over as is as, as an initiation and stabs Michael J. Fox in the stomach. <laughs> he shanks him, shanks him, yeah, yeah, so you know pretty much at this point, I mean, and he's mostly flipped because, like, you know, now they've actually assaulted one of his students and he knows it's them.
2: And Yeah, and, and of course, the cops just, like...
1: Nobody saw anything. Well, yeah, he's like, he's like,
2: prove it. I, w- I know they did it, prove it. Yeah,
1: well, and he finally, when he's when he comes to in the hospital, because he doesn't die, he just gets seriously injured. When he finally mm-hmm. comes to in the hospital, he's finally like, okay, I know who it was. It was this kid. And he finally rolls over on him, and, and the, the cops grab that kid, but then let stegman and his cronies go Mm -hmm. and then by about this time uh somewhere along the way what i'm trying to think what makes roddy mcdowell flip is they he kind of gets pulled in doesn't really want to you know stop these yeah it's
2: one of the times when they're when they're threatening michael j fox yeah
1: roddy mcdowell's just kind of there gets kind of pulled into it and so they like just yeah, immediately flip on this guy and like they go. He's a biology teacher, and they go to his class and skin all of his fucking animals
0: and hang them around the room. Yeah, yeah he had a bunch of live animals in yeah. his uh, in his classroom, and yeah. they killed them
2: all. Which and the teachers just like, uh, or the principal's just like, well, that's it's an act of vandalism, <laughs> you know. And it's like, <laughs> dude, you have an killed an live prince. animals, smeared their blood on the walls, yeah, skewered their skinless bodies. You have a the cat. There's a, hanging a cat there. hanging, cat was hanging from, from the ceiling by a yeah. noose. Roddy McDowell at this point is... It's like, this is far beyond vandalism. He's this just, is like...
1: He has now just lost his shit, pretty much. But quietly yeah. at this point. Um, yeah. He's flipped out. Like, I mean, you can see it in his face, but he's just like, no, I'm, I'm okay. Fine. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm
2: fine.
1: So, I'm fine. Don't fucking Cut talk to them. a little bit later... Uh, Andy gets called from his class to come to Roddy McDowell's class because he's now teaching class wielding his his gun really <laughs> and pointing it at all the students and asking them questions. And apparently if they get one wrong, he's going to shoot them in the face. <laughs> he says, I just want to teach one kid. <laughs> we should point out, Roddy McDowell goes full instant, but he's not even there yet. That's the amazing thing. Like he's, he's doing this and he hasn't gotten... All the way crazy yet, mm-hmm. so he's and close. So he one by one he asks uh, the, you know each of the gang members a question and they get it right until he gets to Andy who's or not Andy um Stegman who's apparently supposed to be a genius of some kind just a wild yes, card a piano. but he can't answer what what's an amphibian? Yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> but so well, anyway. no, he's
2: supposed to be just like a musical genius. Okay, it doesn't so mean he's, a, he's good at anything else. Sure. Okay. Well, his mom Other said she's a drugs. genius. Yeah. Said he's a genius. Oh, well, I believe yeah. her because she's quality. Everybody's mom says they're
0: kidding <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Your my mom precious, says you're a genius. No.
0: My precious snowflake is the genius.
1: <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So he's about to pull the trigger on Stegman's face and be done with him. But Andy steps in and stops him from shooting him. And he just, unfortunately, kind of calmly says, once again, I'm fine. And
0: apparently it's okay that I discharged a gun in the school because I'm going to go home now. And he does. It was 1984. Mm. Things happen. Yeah. People shoot guns in schools. (laughs) Whatever. It wasn't a big deal like it is now, you know? Okay. Nowadays, kind of touchy subject. Yeah, that's
2: what's funny. He doesn't get locked up right in there just Uh, like, let's handle this quietly.
0: You need some
1: rest. Yeah. (laughs) So then he proceeds to follow them to the punk club, I guess, Uh and watches them come out of it in his car, drinking his, his, his little fifth bottle. And... uh. Just pretty much decides I'm gonna I'm gonna mow these fuckers down, and so he attempts to, all the while getting <laughs> crazier and crazier face. Yeah, uh, well, and
2: his car every time he crashes into something, his car stalls out. Yeah, which gives them all time to beat on the windows and say how oh, they're gonna kill him.
1: Yeah, and then Stegman ends up at one point T.J. hookering on the uh, on the hood for a while as he mm-hmm. drives around and flings him off, and and eventually he's trying to run him down again, hits another car that's now pulled out. Flips the car over and, of course,
2: explosion immediately
1: bursts into flames. Kaboom.
2: Well, what's funny about that, dude, I mean, the whole the car blows up and then the kids are dancing around it. Yeah, like, and like yeah. warming their hands on it. Like, yeah.
1: oh, this is awesome.
2: But what's funny is the next scene is um, Andy showing up at the hospital. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, he's doing fine. I was like, <laughs> what? That bitch got lit on fire. What the fuck are you talking about? And then I realized it was Michael J. Fox.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, Roddy McDowell's dead. But yeah, I would I would he say really get to teach I would anything. say it's a, it's an official instant award for Roddy McDowell. By the I'm end, I'm pretty oh. sure because I mean he gets some crazy fucking face in the car. Yeah, as he's Yeah, it is an around.
2: extended, ensign scene. Yeah,
1: it's not quite the snap ensign ins of you know the
0: the yeah. titleer ensign, but so he that, did I his mean, own stunt driving for that sequence. By the way, sweet. Yeah, and that and that Rowdy Roddy McDowell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. Yeah, that I mean that scene's all right. We got a good, we got a decent explosion as he mm-hmm. flipped his car,
1: but now let's with the, with enough to do. Let's get to the third act, the meat of this yeah. movie.
2: Because There's now, reason to watch this, movie. yeah.
1: Because now at this point, Stegman's had it. He's like that. That's it, Andy's about to finally finish up his 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 opus here and perform the concert with the kids, minus Michael J. Fox, who's in the hospital for all the you know family other students apparently like the orchestra the comm- symphony association Symphony association sure yeah it's a big deal apparently so uh apparently. but yeah uh so Stegman and his uh people pretty much go and uh rape his wife <laughs> for about ten minutes
3: yeah yeah
1: of movie I mean not like you know total I mean Apparently, it probably took long, longer in the time span of the actual movie. but
2: Yeah, and they cut every once in a while back to him looking out at the crowd, looking for his wife. Yeah, yeah. And they're taking Polaroids of themselves, uh-huh. raping his wife. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So that happens. It goes on for a while. It does. And then they take her with them. Uh-huh. Because now they've got a
1: black raper band, so because they apparently don't have their red, you know, verbal car anymore. Not? Yeah. I mean, they've established they have money and stuff, so now all of a sudden they have a van. So. Right. And
0: Apparently, like, I ha- hate to stop the momentum here, but at one point he's, uh, Stegman says that they're making 4000 a week. Sure. And it's cut back to 2000 Fuck. it's a lot of money for I mean, fucking kids. Yeah, 1982 yeah. to eight, 1984. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. You were running a drug ring.
3: That's
0: yeah. a lot of money. Damn. Yep. So, anyway, just Just so you. Yeah, just
2: run a drug ring into the most corrupt school in the world. Right. But, gosh. But, yeah, that is a lot of coke. Yeah.
1: So they drag now raped wife and, you know, to the school where the concert's happening. Uh, The crazy chick goes to the concert, I guess the auditorium, hands a note to one of the ushers. He walks up and says, This girl back here gave you this note. Mm -hmm. And apparently,. I'm sure the note said something lovely like, we raped your wife. Well, and I don't we think there was her. a note. No, I it, think it, it was, was one of the Polaroids. Oh, it That's right. That's right. He unfolded it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so he takes off running and chases him. And he just, he
0: just starts running. Yeah. Like, Doesn't just turns anything. around and runs out of the out Well, he the gives, auditorium. like, a quick little, like, <laughs> <laughs> Not even as long as it took you to go. He just goes, and
2: out. Like, yeah, Which is understandable. <laughs> the people he hates most on the planet have just basically shown him a picture that says, "Hey, we raped your wife." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'd think he they, would have
0: s- said something to, I don't know. They don't. They don't authority. make a Hallmark card for
2: that. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, he takes the picture with him too, so it's not like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I grudge raped your wife. Yeah. <laughs>
2: God. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, that's
2: so wrong. It is, but that's exactly what it is. I know. It is.
1: Uh, so yeah. So he goes running around the school. They lead him on this chase. They they're waiting for him around the corner. They fire extinguisher and then beat the <laughs> shit out of him for like two minutes. Yeah, kicking him in the ribs, and then go take off running again. And then you know they pretty much leave the girl behind to like you know keep
2: leading him on yeah, to leading him on to get work. him to yeah. the shit out of him more and eventually
1: i guess he kind of gets the idea like maybe i should stop directly following her uh because then he kind of starts going a little bit you know deadly prey like hiding yeah. out and
2: waiting well yeah well he he goes in and says hey let her go take me and he's like i already got you yeah and that's when people swing in <laughs> on ropes in the and gym kick him they're in the gym in the middle of the gym but yeah, yeah that's they, they have, have ropes, ropes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the whole time, he is not fighting back against anything. No, He's doing the typical, no. just... Like, for a man who's that enraged, throw he's a punch kind of a gigantic yeah. pansy.
1: Yeah, he doesn't throw a, a single punch. He just yeah. kind of gets his ass kicked twice in a five-minute span.
2: Yeah, but then finally, he starts yeah, hiding out and waiting for them. And, yeah, he
1: finally uses that teaching degree and says, hey, maybe I should stop following them where they want me to go. Yeah. So he goes to the shop class and... Grabs a uh, I don't know some kind of pry bar type yeah, of thing, yeah, like a yeah. little pry bar, and uh, waits for him and catches one kid and uh,
2: and kind of sucks, kind of sucks. Like he has the jump on him, it still doesn't hit. him. Was that
1: the first one that yeah he, yeah yeah that was actually yeah the first one he has a complete lead on the kid and well he's kind of new at this
2: still, still
1: I mean he even distracts the man him is in.
2: This kid raped his wife. Yeah. He throws a little tiny you wrench. don't miss with your pry bar. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Well, he throws a little tiny wrench. So, I mean, you know, that's good. Distraction. The kid's face the wrong way. And he can't even follow through on, uh, you know, on a pry bar, him a pry in the bar to the back of the head. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sometimes you miss. Uh,
2: sometimes yeah. you miss. But, well, every time but you miss if you're him. He promptly makes up for it. Yes, he does. He because he finally they, lands a punch, realizes, hey, I can do this. Holy
1: shit. When you put fist to face, it's effective.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and so they fight, and of course, it's shop class, so they end up fighting next to the table saw, and uh-huh. it, yeah, this is turned, why they the don't have shop class The kid turns on the table saw,
2: and he's like, goodbye. Yeah,
1: and, and then, he, he pretty much pulls a move, flips the kid over, and table saws his arm off.
2: Yeah. Yay. I was like, yes, uh-huh. yes, yes.
1: And that's not enough. The kid kind of gets up like, yeah, whatever, arm off. Yeah. Let's kick some <laughs> ass again.
2: I've still got another arm (laughs) I can hit you with. He's probably
1: loaded up on coke, so why not? And so he's like, no. Punches him down again this time.
2: Throws him square in the middle of the back onto the... uh...
0: Spine meat table saw. Mm. I can imagine that feels so good.
2: And then leaves it on. So it's like... (laughs) (laughs) So everyone else
1: hears it and comes in there. The only thing I would have done different with that is they needed him having twitch like a marionette. You know, (laughs) like the spine... Pulling his strings, That's <laughs> just oh, yeah, kind of, nice. you know, if since it's, it's still kind of on, just every once in a while a good twitch.
2: Yeah, but that's really yeah. the first satisfying moment of the movie because yes. you're like, finally, somebody gets what's coming to them. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, aside like, from him,
1: well, like the explosion with Roddy McDowell's car is good, but he didn't really deserve it or anything. Yeah. You know, this is this is the first comeuppance of the movie. Mm-hmm. Usually in these kind of movies, it's spaced like something will happen to one of the cronies earlier on, not mm-hmm. all of them in a ten minute sequence.
2: Yeah, like so, the Wraith. The Wraith yeah. comes from over time. Right, and, right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah. So this is guy number one. Uh, then he starts really kind of getting a little creative because he goes into the auto shop. <laughs> yeah. Now. starts
2: pouring a puddle of gasoline.
1: Yeah. Lures one kid to stand on it while he's ho- holding an acetylene torch. And like the kid's standing there and he kind of like looks down and he's like, you're standing on gasoline, motherfucker, and he keeps threatening to light the the floor
2: on fire. Yeah, and the, the kid, kid never just keeps talking shit. Moves. It's like, get off the puddle, of and then the kid's shocked when he suddenly it's yeah, the he, Burning Man festival. You know, it's engulfed in flames. Yeah. who would have thunk it? Yeah, yeah. So but, then, but then Andy realizes, oh crap, I'm out of gas now, and oh, there's shit. like two more of them. I out only
1: there. prepared to take down one stealthily, and now the big giant Nazi dude is mm-hmm. coming for me with the chick, which. Yeah. yeah, but she, we do
2: get a good shot of the burnt kid laying on the ground. Yeah, crispy. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
1: nice. He was mighty crispy. So yeah, so then the big, like you know, the muscle of the group starts fighting him, and he's whacking at him with a wrench of some sort. But guys, just kind of deflecting it
0: like Wonder Woman. He's like, yeah, pew,
1: pew, pew, you know, like this ain't nothing. <laughs> what was that? He's uh, hopped up on PCP, sure. like Fast
0: Five. Like, uh, oh when, yeah, yeah. When yeah. Vin Diesel's just knocking off yeah. the <laughs> the like, crowbar blows with his arm. Sure, and, yeah, that don't mean anything. Yeah, so same
2: thing. If it's a big enough dude, crowbar doesn't right. matter.
0: Plus, PCP.
1: But the, so then he kind of he eventually like bashes the dude on the head a few times, and he's stunned and on his knees. Mm-hmm. And, and at, at this point, the the girl has decided to get in the car and is going to ram him with one of the cars in the mm-hmm. auto shop. And if and of course missing he him, out of the way. he jumps out of the way. She ends up plowing headfirst into. Ogre, I don't know whatever the dude's name is, whatever. Yeah. And uh, the
2: dude with the Nazi T-shirt.
1: And not only that, but he was standing underneath a car that was up on a lift. It was on enormous jack
2: stands, yeah, or something. Like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and that car gets dropped on her. On her, yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: and so she's laying there bloody, and finally, I guess he just
2: asked, "Where? Is <laughs> where is she?" He like
1: grab her by the hair. He's like, <laughs> "Where is she? <sighs> yeah, <sighs> where is she?" Mm-hmm. And so she just, my, you know just says
2: roof (laughs) (laughs) he's like all right thanks all right later appreciate the help yeah
1: have fun choking on your own blood i'm out of here so then showdown Mm -hmm. by the way we should point out that the orc or the uh the band has now started without him because the one uh you know the dorky chick we haven't even mentioned up in the the clarinetist yes the clarinetist oboist Mm -hmm. michael j fox's friend yeah Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Uh, has started conducting the orchestra without him because they don't know what the hell's going on anyway. So
2: thus proving that all conductors do is wave their arms in time.
1: That's all you do. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. Well, she did say that she orchestrates. It helps if you have crazy hair. She had stupid hair, so most conductors yeah. have crazy hair. She, yeah. yeah, but anyway, so they're they're now building up to the crescendo of the eighteen twelve overture. Of course, you know, thank fireworks people here. Mm-hmm. So they're up on the uh, they're up on the roof and uh stegman says some more threatening things cuts his wife a little bit with a knife throws her mm-hmm. to the side and they start f- fighting sort of not very well yeah <laughs> he somehow well, at least
2: andy actually like hits him
1: yeah well at least like he may- somehow like says hey maybe i should block the knife away and mm-hmm. grab that hand and not let him stab me which was good mm-hmm. and so he gets the knife away and
2: you know oh they've also established it that- there's a skylight over the auditorium, of course. Well, because when the kids are playing, I love it. The kids are playing, and it's just a slow pan mm-hmm. up, yeah. and they're like, "Okay, now we're just seeing part of the wall," and then you say, "Oh, oh there's that skylight right above the kids."
1: Guess who's getting punched into a skylight, people? <laughs> well, that is Herr Stegman. So,
2: Ugh. so yeah, so they fight. He eventually. It's a, it's actually a rather short fight mm-hmm. for.
1: Yeah, not a lot of comeuppance there, really. I mean, yeah, not like not... personal justice per se.
2: No, I mean, usually, I mean, really, he should have been the one who got his arm chopped off and thrown on a table saw, but lit
1: on fire. Sure.
2: Yeah, the other guy's got it worse than he did, because yeah, he pretty much he gets knocked through the first skylight and gets tangled up in the ropes. Ask, come
1: on, teacher. Yeah, ask for let me help. Die. I'm a little kid.
2: And he's finally, he starts
1: to give him his hand, which I, I was, I thought it was going to be like a psych hand, like have a reach up for it, and mm-hmm. like punch him down or something. But no, of course the kid tries to pull another knife out of the, out of his back pocket and mm-hmm. he just kind of, why
0: was the kid going to cut him anyway? I don't well, know. What good this, was it going to do?
2: This guy's just, you know, they just established that the kid's a psychopath. Yeah.
1: It's, it's the Hans Gruber. It's the scorched earth. He's just yeah. reaching up for that last, like, I may die, but I'm taking you with I me, guess. Mm-hmm. son of a bitch. So yeah, the, but then of so course then he, Andy
2: punches him in the face. Yeah,
1: falls through the second set of skylight at this point because there's the roof skylight and then the ceiling skylight, yeah. and, and, and proceeds to hang, hang himself, himself right over the orchestra.
2: Though when they drop the dummy down the uh-huh. first time, it was it's under tied his around his armpits. Yeah. yeah, but then when they cut to him hanging there, it's around his neck. He's got a They weird probably ripped the, the head off face. the
1: the mannequin a couple of times.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Just tie around his arm. <laughs> Whatever. Nobody will notice. Yeah. Except for some years later, yeah. The podcast, and then of course they they cut back to them on the roof.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, and it didn't even time it to that. Yeah. That was so disappointing. But oh, yeah, well. but they cut back to the roof, and then the 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 lettering on the screen suddenly says Andy was never convicted. There were no witnesses <laughs> because nobody saw <laughs> because it. Because <laughs> there were no witnesses. Of it's course, like, yep. you were the only two people on the roof.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the wife. Yeah, she can uh, she doesn't have to testify against a husband. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, let's rate this bitch.
1: We got shit to talk about in the second half.
2: Yeah, we do. Mm, Two jocks. One Cut. jocks.
0: Two jocks. It's too slow paced to give it three. I wanted to give it I, I wanted I wanted to be able to give it three for the crazy shit.
2: It definitely thoroughly redeems but, itself in that yeah. last act. But not but not quite enough
0: yeah not quite enough yep
2: because for one you want a really good death for the main guy Mm -hmm. which steven seagal and every other action hero learned you eventually you impale the guy on something at the end sure you don't hang him
1: nah (laughs) no
2: or else you get disappointment like this
1: oh
2: Uh, but i did want more of a fight between the two of them at the end yeah
0: definitely something so yeah some some kind of fight at the end would have helped and the Andy, scene, and that scene needed to be choreographed to the to the eighteen twelve overture. Yes, absolutely.
2: And that would have been perfect. And also,
1: with all the gratuitous nudity in this movie, there was no Lisa Langlo- Langlois. 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 The the you know the evil chick was kind of hot for an evil eighties
2: chick.
0: Yeah, She's I sorry. approved. Yeah,
2: yeah, but Andy just sucks. Yep, I'm sorry. He's tough to root for.
0: mm
1: Hmm. Yes, yeah, especially when you you look and kind of have a beard like um Peck from the Ghostbusters <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's just that look doesn't scream hero, never no, does. but he could have been a badass he could have been, but he wasn't, no. so yeah, anyway, sorry, guys,
2: so at least it it at least it crawled up into Jock's territory, yeah yeah through yeah. that first half, it was yeah it, it was, was pretty solidly in bag's territory until he finally crashed that car, uh-huh. and then Roddy McDowell ensigned out and
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, sorry. We uh, you know, cue the serpent, whatever oh, we're gonna talk cue about. Cue the wing serpent. Cue the we wing sh- serpent. We're gonna talk about it a
2: little bit, but yeah, <sighs> whatever. We almost should have waited a day until that showed up, and then
1: yeah. Well, these things happen. Anyway, break time. We'll be back. All right, and welcome back. Second half. For the second half of the VampCast.
0: All Yay, right. Second action packed second Vampcast.
1: half. So, where do we want to start? We have emails, we have voicemails, we got chain mails. All right, I guess we'll start with some of the oldest emails first. Okay, okay that's a good. Idea. Buddy, so, yeah, I guess
2: we should. Do we, are we just going to list all the 1982s we received, or do you want to?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a this came in before that, so it's just okay. a quick thing. This is our buddy Gualter uh, Is what I'm going to go with, or Walter from uh Walter from Portugal. Yeah, I'm going with Walter. Okay. Uh, he said he's just listening to the 80th episode, and yes, his name is fucking complicated, as we've just reestablished. He suggests uh, that we will need to get to. Um, Oh, what year was that? Hard to Kill. Steven is Hard to Kill.
2: Uh, it's either... I think it's 86. Yeah. 85 or 86.
1: Better not be 86.
2: That's all I got to say. Oh. But
1: anyway, I think I want to say... I think it's later. I think it's I think that's like 88 or 89.
2: No, you're thinking Mark for Death. Ooh. Hard to Kill's 90. 90. Holy crap.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, it says it has the biggest load of 90s cliches starring Steven Seagal and Kelly LeBrock.
2: That and Mark for Death came out in
1: 1990. It can't get more 90s, so he say...
2: And out for Justice is pretty good, too. That's a 91. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pick one of the th- the, fir- the three-word. The first Steven scene Seagal he throws titles. a guy headfirst through a windshield. Well, that works. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I saw that in the theater, actually.
1: Uh, he also threw out some other suggestions that are kind of just not really time-related. So mm-hmm. he, he, I think, and other people have suggested uh, McTiernan's Rollerball remake.
2: There have been a few people that have suggested Rollerball <sighs> <sighs> remake. Wow.
1: Yeah. I just, I like to remember McTiernan in the golden days. I know.
2: It's like, like I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Medicine Man. I just... Well, Medicine
1: Man, though, was smacked out of the middle of his run, though. That, that, that was before Die Hard with a Vengeance.
2: Okay, but have you seen it?
1: No. I'm just saying that, that okay. that's like the one movie in his, like, 10-year span of perfection.
2: It does not have a good rep. No. I'm just going to leave it at I'm that. I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah. Doctor um, Quinn Medicine Man.
1: Do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay, I guess we're getting on to our 82 movie suggestions, which we didn't do. Uh, Our buddy Smitty recommended a movie. I think it has more than one title, but the one that uh, he sent to us, it's called Curse of the Cannibal Confederates about, uh, I guess, redneck Confederate zombies. He says, you've got to love a movie that has a tagline, the South shall rise again and again and again.
2: That is an amazing tagline. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good call on that one.
1: It has a like I said, it has another name that I, I believe is what you actually get when you look up on a uh, IMDb. The Curse of the Screaming Dead. There you go.
2: It is eighty two. Hmm. But is it is it a trauma film?
1: I don't think it's a trauma film. I think it's one of those that they picked it up for distribution. Okay. Yeah. Apparently they, they uh, fucked damn, with one
2: point nine on IMDb. Apparently they
1: fucked with the cut of it because there's a, if you can find like some kind of original. Whatever it was cut it's slightly different than trauma how you mm-hmm. know, recut it slightly. Okay. Anyway.
0: Yeah, but uh, like I think that I think it still falls a little bit outside of our um Yeah, we we, we try within the within the yeah. lines of the rules. We
1: we try to avoid trauma because it knows it's bad and revels in it. I mean we 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 like a good bit of cheese, but like I said, trauma's just a little too self aware. Mm-hmm. Right. But like I said, trauma produced maybe because it's, you know, that's just them picking them, saying like, yeah, oh, this, it is, out there. this is shit. We'll we'll produce it mm-hmm. or, or distribute it. Anywho. Uh, saying, but
2: yeah, that one's probably going to be tough to find anyway.
1: Yep. Uh, ben writes and suggests more 82s that we didn't do. Uh, he said Halloween 3 uh, it is brutally awful. Actually, I'm only assuming that because I've never watched that piece of shit. Now... I I believe Halloween three is that is, season of the witch. I think that's the one that has that doesn't even have Michael Myers in it, right? I, mean, I believe so. That's yes. the like fucking
0: weird ass one, right?
2: Yeah. yeah is that the one that's all about the doctor?
0: Something, yeah. I don't. But wasn't wasn't Halloween originally not supposed to be about Michael Myers anyway?
1: Mm, no, it
0: pretty much was. Okay, there's. Oh, you're, you're
1: you're thinking, about you're the thinking first Friday Friday 13. of Friday the Thirteenth? Ah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah spoiler: Jason's mom. But yeah.
2: No. <laughs> Now I can never watch it.
1: Uh, yeah, well, you've had time. Uh, he also suggested Silent Rage, a awesome title, and Chuck Norris.
2: We haven't done a Norris in a very long time.
1: Yeah. And I think we're due. The Dorm That Dripped Blood, because, as he says, duh. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Name alone.
1: It's kind of like The House That Drips Blood on Alex, but not exactly the yeah,
2: same. Yeah, but, I mean... You know, going based on title alone, uh-huh. I think of like Deathbed, the bed that eats. Yeah, thing. <laughs> just
1: going solely off of a great title. Yeah, some Not of them that have amazing the titles. Mm-hmm.
2: Are just they hurt us? Yeah. They hurt us inside sometimes.
1: So uh, Green Cap has a voicemail, but he also getting in on the 82 movie suggestions. Uh, we, we'd like to say that I think the first place we got this re- recommendation was actually from Chuck. Yeah, the Chuck S- smarmy jerk smarmy face jerk face was Marmy Jerkface was the first recommendation. Ever. Who joined us in in person for uh, No Quarters the last episode. So I actually offered the, the uh, invitation to come because I thought it'd be interesting to have... Somebody the that, rec- yeah, the, yes, the re- recommender or the recommender, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Here, uh, we are the recommendees. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he kind of he kind of shied away because he was. He afraid. told me
2: it was because he felt like he'd have to defend it constantly. Yeah, which I can understand. Yeah, which
0: yes. we'd we, make him do because we have. I mean,
2: <laughs> I'll admit we have done that because a lot of them that we get recommended, like Night of the Comet, and uh, well,
1: that was that was blind recommendation. I've yeah. always wanted to see that. but there's
2: other ones where a lot of people that that are. That a few years older than us that saw them like either first on VHS or when they were on HBO all the time and kind of like had that love from when they were kids. It's kind of like when we're seeing it anew, it's not quite the same. Yeah. So I think he might've picked up on that a little bit, which I feel bad about because it's like, I guess I remember we said movies were like, how can anybody like this? Like, where do you get the love well, for this? But there's people that they've got the love for it. Unless
1: so. unless we get some kind of amazing 1983 recommendation, I think I'm going to fall victim to that. Because I, I'm thinking of an 83 movie that, out of all the schlock of the fantasy realm that I've watched mm-hmm. when I was little, this one still sticks out in my mind which is saying a yeah, lot. Yeah,
2: but we've already seen your Hunter from the future. N- yeah,
1: but this is... uh, I, I Unless we get a, a, a amazing recommendation for 83 that can top this, I think we're going to do Deathstalker. Okay. Because, like I said, this is, this is a long line of movies that I watched, and this is mm-hmm. the one that's sticking out, and it's 1983, and I may be eating that crow next week. Yeah,
2: well, we'll see if BJ and I hurt you after the movie. Okay. But well. anyway, but yeah, you were saying... Yeah, Chuck he, recommended, but Green Cap also, also recommended. recommended he also movie.
1: recommended uh, Mega Force.
2: Mega Force is pretty yeah. legendary.
1: Uh, Time Rider, which we've talked about in the past, didn't even occur to me somehow. I, I don't know if that got knocked off Netflix Instant, or if I just was—I I was trying to sort through my Netflix Instant queue by year and kind of narrow these down, but somehow I missed that. And also, um, Warlords of the Twenty First Century. It's apparently Another legendary good title. legendarily bad or classically bad as he says. But mm-hmm. yeah. So those were some other things. And then we also had a a few people suggest Q. What's the what's the tagline there? What's Q, Q the
0: serpent. something the serpent?
1: The flying serpent? Serpent of doom. Uh, Q, serpent now you're gonna make me go on the Twitter. The serpentine
2: It's <laughs> Q the Wing serpent?
1: The Winged Serpent, yes. Q. Yeah, we had
2: Stephen G on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we also had Kurt. Yes. But Kurt, oh, uh, God, I feel sorry. bad. It, like, I, we literally sat down in the studio. After watching My the My phone dinged with the email that said we had a comment, and it was Kurt saying, you need to watch Q, the Winged Serpent. We're like, no.
1: Yes, because I think he said if we did watch it, he would send us another fucking elephant statue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I
2: guess we don't get another fucking no, elephant statue at this time. But anyway. yeah, but oh, I man, we David may Carradine. have to like honestly, we need to save and that shaft. Movie. Yeah, we need yeah. to save that movie for later. Yes, so that one, I'm calling it here. That will get watched. Yeah, just now we got to wait a couple months on Bruce Carradine exactly.
0: too. It's all the Carradines. It.
2: It's a Carradine reunion. Right. Yeah. It's so, guys, um, oh. that suggestion we're taking it to heart because that movie sounds amazing
1: uh okay so moving on to voicemails we got one from mike in pittsburgh but his movie suggestion he wasn't real sure on the year but it is a 1983 movie so it's in the suggestion pile so if we if we do that we will play that email or voicemail then and uh if not roll that email we'll uh we'll play it either way uh and he also recommends one for later in the 80s which uh we have considered already and may already be our one of our choices Mm because It's been on our list for a while, and it's, it's it it's, is
2: kind of fun. Like this is fun because we're getting suggestions that either we already had on the yeah. list, or we're getting suggestions from completely different people who don't know each other. Some years, kinda awesome. some
1: years are are, are going to be really tough. I mean, some of these are are going to have to warrant like well, which hold one, this for later. Which
2: one is the year that's already decided? Uh, is I, it eighty six or eighty seven?
1: Eighty six, we have some very good choices already. Yeah, 86. 87. We're going to have to reserve them 87 is locked them. in fucking stone. So okay, I'm just going to tell you is, yeah, 87. So, sorry, guys. you are not changing our minds for what's having 87 <laughs> and we are not giving you any clues. I know that's, that's pretty dickish right there to to say that this early, but it is not changing. No,
2: I, I know the pick and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one is just locked in stone.
1: Yep. So, um, yeah. Okay. So we do have a voicemail from green kept at which we will play. Uh, it is a topic suggestion that I think we'll cover fairly quickly.
3: Well, I hope the acoustics are good on this call because this is an honest to goodness from the crapper phone call. Yep. Everybody talks about it, but not everybody does it. Or is it the opposite? I don't know. Anyway, um, what better way to call a, a bad movie podcast? Hey, it's Green cap. I'm going to try to make this one quick and not quite all as, as all over the place. So you kind of mentioned it on the last show and I had, Thought about asking a similar question. The question is, what movie or movies do you own the most copies of, either on the same media like DVD or different media? Um, But I'm going to throw a curve into it. It can't be Star Wars or Star Wars related because more than likely that's a lot of what we all own. So uh, for me, it's actually probably, honestly, probably Either Return of the Living Dead or the '80s Flash Gordon movie. Uh, those would probably be the two that I own on the most uh, different formats, including LaserDisc, etc. How about you guys? Bye. So yeah. So what do we own the most time? What is the most? How many revive?
1: times
2: have the studios? Yeah. How many dips have we advantage taken advantage of us? Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, BJ, you go ahead because you, you mine have, is definitely the shortest, and I, I only have. I only have one, which I own, to my knowledge, own uh, multiple copies of, and um, that is uh, Disney's animated Robin Hood. I own the VHS and a DVD copy. I think Disney's Robin Hood would suffice. Have they made a? I one? don't know, but I okay hmm. always make sure to throw in. Animated- so, did you
3: have yes. many
2: VHS tapes? Oh, uh, we had a pretty fair amount. You're a little amount. bit younger than Harlow and I, so you did actually have a decent amount of. We had VHS like,
0: like real ones.
1: Well, like, yeah, because I guess when when you would have been going through VHS, because like that, that's the thing is like when we first got a VHS player, we didn't own any because they were all priced for rental. Right, like, you didn't own VHS. Like E.T. Right. was the first one we ever bought because it was like the first one that day of release. It was twenty dollars. You know.
0: Yeah, we had plenty of plenty of VHSes. We had more like recorded off of TV movies yeah, yeah. than. Um, than actual bought in the store movies, sure. but we had we had a pretty fair amount. I'd say yeah. we, I mean, we probably had twenty or thirty. Yeah, that was a later in the VHS lifespan where they were actually like,
1: hey, you know what? Maybe we can sell these for twenty dollars. Right,
0: right. Mm-hmm. So still, I mean, we didn't have we didn't have a lot. Like yeah. I said, twenty maybe thirty at the most. But uh, that's the only one that I ended up because uh, I I love that movie mm-hmm. and have gone as far. I played that VHS as many times as I could without, um, without actually breaking it. And uh, eventually, they released it on DVD, and we bought a copy for a horrendously inflated price. So, so that we would not ruin the VHS. Yeah. And Thanks, Disney. You're...
2: And then it went back in the vault.
0: Yeah, crap that out of the vault for sixty <laughs> bucks or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> it wasn't and even. It'll like be a... back in four years. Exactly. It wasn't even like a hyper extended mega super edition. It was just. Uh, the one thing I have to say about God, I thought this was going to be a really short comment. The one thing I have to say about the the VHS and the DVD, you know how they came in the clamshell mm-hmm. plastic mm-hmm. Uh, VHS uh, cases. Well, the one for Robin Hood was white, and when they did the DVD issue, it was also white, which okay. is kind of yep. I have that one, kind of weird. So yeah, I think well, they were D- doing Disney that for did the fr- that yeah. for all their movies for, for a while. Yeah. While. yeah. yeah
1: and then they then they went to like this sleeves you know the nice colored mm-hmm. s- slip in sleeve thing cuz like the lion yeah. king was painted all around the color scheme mm-hmm. are you are you talking about the VHS or no, i'm talking the DVD. about the DVD, DVD like they yeah. they 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 dropped the white clamshell DVD covers
0: gotcha okay i didn't know if they if all their DVDs yeah, were yeah the, the first ones white. were like the okay. first
1: things out of the vault
0: and onto DVD gotcha well that i guess that makes sense then yeah it's not as special as i thought <laughs> <laughs> well, it's special now because mm-hmm. they don't do that sure.
1: anymore. True. Uh, I'm gonna. I would say that probably my my most dipped movie would be um, the Professional Leon, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I prefer to call it Leon because that's what it's supposed to be called. Because mm-hmm. there's another French movie called The Professional, that's totally different. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, because I think I had the uh, I had the plain vanilla. VHS then um, we had a Sun Coast movies open where they actually were like hey we actually carry widescreen VHS copies mm-hmm. and I went out and bought that and then I went looking and looking and looking trying to find the uh the international version of it I'm trying to remember if I actually broke down and found one or not mm-hmm. I think I may have found like a bootleg DVD version and then they finally released it I mean I think I had the regular DVD and then they finally released the You know, the version integral or whatever it was and bought that. And then now I believe I have it on uh,
2: Blu-ray. So how many copies have you owned up to this point?
1: At least four, if not five. Actually, I think I just listed five for sure. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I think you're going to tie me. Okay. Because I originally had the full screen VHS version of the Alien Trilogy. Uh Uh-huh. I bought the widescreen VHS tapes of the Alien trilogy. I then bought the first release of the Alien Quad or the Alien, I forget what they call it I think they just called Alien series that they put out in 99 on DVD, which was the first time that I'd ever been able to actually get uh Alien's special edition. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that had making of Alien as a, like a bonus disc, which was really good. And I'm not sure if that's on the new ones now or not, but probably. I still There's have a that shit on there. Yeah. And then I got the quadrilogy release of the Alien box set. <laughs> and now I have the Blu-ray version of the Alien anthology, I believe they call it now.
1: Yes, because they stopped making up words.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I have five versions of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing you said no Star Wars. Actually, you know what Star Wars? Um, Star Wars, I don't have as many. Uh, three, maybe four. Yeah. That's only three. I think it's three times. Yeah. I think I had the original or one of the old VHS copies, the widescreen VHS copy. I think everyone DVD. had
2: that box set that kind of had folded out and it had like the, um, there was a VHS box set that the sides folded out and it had like the year of release and like the Oscars that the original one was up for. And
0: no, okay. I don't have that one. That's I do have a box set on VHS, but not that one.
2: I knew like two or three people. That had no, I had that
0: the, one. I had the black box, non-special
1: edition, non-widescreen uh, VHS set. I'm going to have to check. See which yeah. one I And had. then I had the, uh, like well, the kind of grayish, like I think Yoda's face on the side. Mm mm-hmm. That was wide the last one. regular. Yeah, last wide regular. screen, I had those. And then I, I skipped straight to the, you know, the DVD set. hmm. May or may not do the Blu ray set. I haven't decided yet. I'm doing it. Because <sighs> I'm a sucker.
0: Yeah.
2: But yeah, the only other one that comes close, I think, is Terminator 2. hmm. Because I have the original VHS full screen <laughs> release, I have the, the very cool, uh, widescreen VHS, big giant box that had like <laughs> oh, God, the holographic yeah. Terminator on the front. Yeah. I had that one and then I had, they've put out two versions of Terminator 2 since then on DVD, probably more. But uh, on
1: DVD, you know, there's like four or five. Yeah,
2: I have two of them. I just couldn't even tell you. Like the very first one that came out, I have.
1: I still have a metal case one. The That's the one I have. ultimate, whatever. And then there's, well,
2: there's two metal case ones. There's one where it's like a metal slip case yeah, and then there's one sucked. where the actual case is metal. Yeah. No. I had the metal so, slip yeah. case one that sucked. That one I've got, I think I got four versions of Terminator.
1: Yeah. I don't know. There's probably one or two, like Reservoir Dogs is up there because I, VHS widescreen, VHS mm-hmm. DVD, maybe two different DVDs and then now Blu-ray. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and I sold off a whole bunch of DVDs. So yeah, I, I probably had some duplicates that ended up getting, because man, I, that was one thing about being early in on DVD was you got double dip the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, they like, oh, put out a widescreen version, wide but it wouldn't screen, be anamorphic. But it's not anamorphic. And there wouldn't be any special features. And they'd be like, oh, well, here's a really cool one. And then the sequel to the movie would come out a few years later and they'd be like, hey, guess what? Here's this one, and there's more features on it this time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, don't do this to me. Yep. So, yep. yeah, now I've learned if it doesn't have a whole bunch of special features on it, I have to really like that movie to pick it up. It's like, There Will Be Blood. I still haven't bought it. It's my favorite movie of the 2000s, and I haven't bought it. Well, almost. Children and Men I like more, but still, yep. I haven't.
1: I was looking at it at Best Buy today. It was one of the ones on sale, and I was like, I don't remember if I own that or not. The I, I still don't. I, I'll, I'll
2: borrow my girlfriend's DVD if I really want to see it again. Yeah. but That's one where I keep waiting, because, you know, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson always has really good special editions on his DVDs slash Blu-rays, and that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And then, way it's sounding, it might never happen.
0: Anniversary edition. They're waiting for that.
2: So I got to wait till 2017.
0: Yes. Shit. Uh, save so up your save up your cash. Note, be three thousand.
1: Did we ever do this? Um, just while we're in this mind frame. Mm-hmm. What's the first DVD you ever remember
0: buying?
2: It was uh, James Bond, The uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay. The first one I ever
0: BJ, bought. Bj, you know. I can't remember. Which I do it right own three
2: three DVD versions of that.
0: Hmm. I can't remember what DVD I might have bought first. God. I know exactly which one I bought first. Fifth Element. That was the very first one I bought.
2: That was a very good demo DVD back uh-huh. in the day.
0: Yep. I have a feeling it was I bought it for, like, bought it for yourself or bought it for someone else? No. Or I, period. I I. mean, well, what What are the parameters of the question? Bought it for yourself or Just, bought it? For, yeah. Yeah,
1: I bought it for yourself. Bought it for
2: yourself.
0: Or I guess it could be gifted to you. The
1: first one was gifted to you. Because, I mean, basically my first DVD player was a DVD ROM in my computer. Same here. And, um
2: that I output to my TV. I went to
1: Circuit Shitty and uh, bought uh, Fifth Element and uh, took it home because I was like, I don't know about this DVD. Does this look, really look any different? Got it home, popped it in the computer was like, holy shit. And then went back and bought Blade Runner. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. I'd have to really look it up. I know like, about to go Toronto through my dies. collection.
1: Yep, yeah. I had the shitty Blade Runner with the Warner Brothers paper Ooh, yeah. thing.
2: Those are some terrible ones.
1: I've had a few copies of Blade Runner too.
2: Mhm. Yeah, I uh, Tomorrow Never Dies and I bought the original Scream, first Scream. Hmm. It was the other DVD I bought that day.
1: I win. Better movies. No. <laughs> I I still enjoy
2: Tomorrow Never Dies. I'm sorry. It's I'm just, it's just kidding. crazy cheesy, but there's there's a lot of fun stuff in that. Yeah. one.
1: Right. All right. Well, we're lost in topic land. We have to talk about a movie, a new movie that we oh, saw. Oh yeah.
2: How nice I a, saw X-Men First Class.
1: What? There's a X-Men movie?
2: Yeah. There is. And it's actually probably the best one.
1: Yes, mostly.
2: Yeah, mostly. See, the way I've the way I've had to describe it to people at work is it's about 85% really good and 15% terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's such a schizophrenic movie because there's so much good in it and then there's just awful. Awful crap.
1: Yeah. All, all I can say about it is it's really, really good. I can't wait to see what Matthew Vaughn does next because mm-hmm. that, my God. The if,
2: degree of difficulty on that is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: it, it's, you know, it's just like, imagine the worst curve, the grading curve you could possibly be given and the man like knocked it out of the fucking park as far as what he was given in and time. And
2: yeah, that's what's kind of amazing it, to me is that this is the one that 20th Century Fox was like, we got to put this out Shit or one we out lose the now. rights. You got like six months, which was why he originally quit X-Men 3. It was because the, sh- the shooting schedule was too short for him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But so he, they, he took this one though. And not only is it like, hey, you got six months. Here's a really complicated story. It's set in the 60s. So it's a period piece too.
1: Yep. 62 Cuban yeah. Missile Crisis basically. Yeah. 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 It's a... Uh, I you know, like I said I I going into it I was like I just I just don't even I don't want to see this movie this is not an X Men movie I care about at mm-hmm. all I mean when I think old spandexy X Men tales I'm like don't care at all mm-hmm. <laughs> you know give me badass Wolverine give me you know stuff like that give me some Nightcrawler yeah. but yeah it's just it's it's really well done and McAvoy is good but Fassbender holy shit <laughs> yeah. Wow. He's kind of the man. He's kind of awesome. I mean, just
2: And when they have scenes together, that's like when the movie is Mm -hmm. by far at its best.
1: Yeah, and it's weird because like people I thought like I seeing her in the makeup and everything, I was like Jennifer Lawrence's, you know, young mystique. I was like, uh She just looks weird in the makeup and stuff and Mm -hmm. she's pretty good in the movie. I mean she's I mean Yeah. Um January Jones is like literally just Terrible. eye candy. It's like she is. She
2: looks really hot in those outfits, but awful. it is like they handed her the script and she just. I am read speaking w- words yeah. now. She directly read what was on the page and didn't care about acting. Yeah, really.
1: Uh, which I don't understand because you watch her in Mad Men and she's got strange subtleties and complexity and good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: they probably she probably put on that outfit said this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I guess maybe.
2: And said, all right, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're not going to get spoiler, but I mean, just to, just to knock out the terrible things. I mean, the beast character, when he becomes beastie, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess is the best way. Cause he doesn't start off, you know, blue and furry that they yeah. explain. The Cause change. the
2: thing is, this is directly tied into the future ones. Right. And they make a point to tie in stuff and try to generate as much continuity that, mm-hmm relates to everything as they can so yeah. that it's not like a reboot where you're like kind of maybe, you know, like Batman begins. Everyone was kind of like, well, nobody from the other ones has shown up. So it could have been beforehand. You know, this one's like definitely, yeah, no, this is tied to the other ones.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's produced by Brian Singer. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's in that world. Yeah. So but yeah. yeah, when he goes blue beast, full on beast, it's
2: fucking terrible.
1: God, it's atrocious. It's like the worst.
2: It's like they went to spirit costumes for his costume.
1: Yeah. It's just it's awful. Like I mean, 1960s Planet of the Apes was done better, like mouth movement and mm. shit. It's just
2: yeah, ugh. and that's part of like where the whole rush yeah. of it comes in.
1: Yeah, because I mean, otherwise the, the I mean the the CG aspects of it are pretty fucking amazing for a movie mm. shot out this fast. I mean, it's it's uh, what's his face John Dykstra, the same guy who did like Spider Man and stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. you know they've got banks of computers and people don't know what the hell they're doing, and, you know, and we're probably like. Okay, as soon as you have a script, you know a page, you better be telling us what the fuck it is because we got to, mm-hmm. you know, do some magnetized submarines and shit. But
2: yeah, there's some pretty <laughs> awesome stuff. Like in the last, like what's funny is like the last half hour is probably bigger in scale than anything in any of the other movies. Yeah,
1: other than the shitty like you know moving the Golden Gate Bridge in three. Yeah, which I went home and watched because I'd only seen it in the theater. Just, just, to, just to like remind myself exactly why it was so terrible and mm-hmm. it just is. But uh yeah, so yeah, highly recommend it, but I mean this isn't this is one of those movies. I mean, I'm guessing people are liking it for the most part. I mean, non mm-hmm. uh, non comics fans because yeah. this is a geeky fucking X-Men movie. This is full of like, oh hey, here's this character. We're not really going to explain who it is, but if you know who it is, wink, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is important later in the X-Men franchise just so you know.
2: Yeah. They- but, yeah, but I mean, they do a pretty good job of tying the continuity together yeah. with all of it. But
1: oh, and best cameo ever.
2: Yeah, pretty much. That's it. That's all we're gonna say. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean, I, I apparently Zark hated it. Okay. Because I, the only thing he ever, I ever saw him say about it was, I thought this was the X Men movie that was supposed to be the good one. Okay. So, I don't know. Of course, he also skipped out on Fast Five, so yeah, he doesn't appreciate good. Mm-hmm. That's my take on it.
1: Yeah, that's all we got to say. X Men, go see it if you like that kind of thing.
0: Mm.
1: We did, but yeah, I mean, but yeah,
2: just be prepared. Like, there is stuff that's going to yank you right out of it because it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is terrible. I would have
1: loved to have seen Matt Vaughn's you know finished non time constrained mm-hmm. X Men movie because
2: well, if. If the first 15 minutes is any indication, it's a sad thing that they're not making X-Men Origins: Magneto. Cuz like yeah. the whole Nazi hunting stuff was
1: Yeah, if that so was what good. it was going to be. <laughs> so good. If that's what it was going to be, yes.
2: So good.
1: But I mean, they I mean, that was that had to be directly the same footage from X2, right? I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen X2, but that People was People are
2: saying that, but it's not. It's really? very close though.
1: I mean, that was so I mean, like yeah. I'm going like this looks like the same exact everything. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, but they they have said that it's not.
1: Okay. I right. like I said I just haven't gone back and watched it, but.
2: Though it's kind of like why why even film it if you're just going to do the same thing yeah. that was in another Don't know, but.
1: Anyway, yeah. yeah so uh, we are on tap to see Super Eight this week. Mm-hmm. So expect some very non-spoilery talk about that. I don't think we can. Squeeze a spoil cast or anything out of it, because no, well, I don't either. know that BJ's on board in time to do it anyway. So uh, I don't think I'll be making the
0: midnight showing. No, no. Yeah. Well, I just mean before we would
1: talk about it next time,
0: How I do? might be able to make it to a a movie before before we talk about it on a podcast. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. so,
2: That's
0: so yeah, general plans.
2: So uh, 1983 movies.
1: Mm-hmm. Send them. Yeah, beat Death Stalker. Come on, <laughs> bring it.
2: Yeah, send them soon as you get this. Or tell
1: me that I'm I'm way fucking off base and that it's god awful. Feel free to do that yeah, too. It could be. Like I said, it's just out of a you know, a shelf full of terrible fantasy movies, it's one that stuck out yeah. for all the years. Of course so was your sort of
2: mm, mm-hmm. sort of. But yeah, so if someone were to send in their nineteen eighty three suggestion, how would they do that, BJ?
0: Um
2: Yeah. Let's well, say they there... wanted to email it.
0: Oh, um BMF at BMFcast.com
2: that's pretty cool. What yeah. if um,
3: what
0: if they like to tweet it? They yeah. could tweet us at BMFCast on the Twitters, or you could go to twitter.com slash BMFCast.
2: What if they're on Facebook?
0: Uh, that would be facebook.com slash BMFCast. And we are two away from our 100 of oh, celebration
2: we got to get that DVD list out. Yeah. So. I think there's some copies of Alien. <laughs> hey, you know all those like
0: multiple copies of things
1: we have? Yeah. We should probably make a list of those. You're not
0: getting my VHS or DVD copy of uh, of Robin Hood, Disney's animal I'm find just saying. It,
2: I can find a widescreen VHS copy of Alien 3. I think the fans would appreciate that one.
0: Maybe. So anyway, tell yeah. your friends that they need to like us, and then maybe you can steal the DVD that you select.
2: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if they wanted to subscribe to us, what would they do?
0: Oh, like in iTunes? Yeah, that sounds like a oh, good Oh, they could to do it. search for the Bad Movie Fiends or BMF cast uh, in iTunes, and they could also rate and review us. Please review and, us. And uh, we would appreciate five stars. Reviews really, really help get the word out. So um, yeah. tell everybody what you like about us. It doesn't have to be a long review, just a little something, something. Mm-hmm. Please.
2: Now, if someone really, really wanted to be awesome and get in touch with us, how would oh, how awesome!
0: That? How awesome are we talking about?
2: I'm talking like life-altering awesome.
0: Oh, oh. If you want life-altering awesome, then the only choice is to call the Garfield phone hotline. And that's uh, 910-5Jox-BMF, 910-556-9263. So you would pick up your telephone and, and dial that number in, and then you would hear a message. And then after that message, you would speak your message. And then... Shortly thereafter, your life will be undeniably changed forever. For the yeah. positive.
2: You'll just be listening to the podcast, being like, Yeah, this is pretty good stuff. These guys are pretty funny sometimes. They're kind of stupid sometimes. And, and then, then bam! Come, boom, boom! There's your voice Holy shit. coming Talking through your headphones you. slash speakers. Dear God.
0: And and that, my friends, will
2: and honestly, I have that I have that reaction every week when I And this comes up in my subscription list.
0: Yep, me too.
2: I'm like, oh, whoa, that is me. Holy crap.
0: So you could experience that as well if you give us a call. And we will feature you. So we have a segment much like the segment we had earlier. Mm -hmm. And those are the ways to get in touch with us. Sounds good to me. So send your uh, your 1983 suggestions.
2: Please do. So you got anything else there, Harlow? Negative. I guess it's time to get out of here then, isn't it?
1: I think so.
0: Let's do that. All right. Uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm The Beach. And this is BAMPcast out.